Mojo Vision contact lenses on hold and they have a new focus which is on micro LED. Google users not given sufficient choice over its data processing says German antitrust watchdog. Everyone who uses Spotify knows about Spotify wrapped at the end of the year. But Apple has this really small little fun fact about iPhone. <laughs> Hi and welcome to episode 45 of the Tech Review, where we bring you all the latest and greatest or sometimes not so great news about the tech world. Join us as we dive into the deepest depth of innovation, social media and the ever-evolving world of technology. So sit back, relax and listen to our favorite articles of the week. Let's geek out and have some fun. On camera 3, no sorry, on camera 4, we are 4 today. We have Chris on camera 3, this is Vincent. On camera 2, this is Henrique. On camera 1, hi, this is me, a little bit confused, but still here. <laughs> tech Review is a collaboration of Ideas Engineering, Free Tech Academy and Update.com. So you can find all of our episodes on YouTube to watch or listen to us on all major podcast platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcast, While You Work Out, or even fly through space <laughs> if this is something that you're doing <laughs> so what happened this week <laughs> i have too many buttons here chris what happened this week you tell us <laughs> <laughs> so let's see uh who is, is he the first one first yeah. wait it's actually chris how did you know, Vincent? <laughs> <laughs> not bad. No, 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 not me. No, not me. Itarik showed Chris uh, suddenly. Yeah, I pressed the wrong button, as always. I, I just have too many buttons. <laughs> well, but that was the proof. Uh, it's, it's a little bit fake in here. So no random choice. No random selection <laughs> of speakers. Okay, so what article do we have? AR contact lenses. Right. Mojo Vision. Contact lenses on hold, actually. Um, and they have a new focus, which is on micro LED. So, um, Motivation, actually, we had like various times in, in the tech review already. So, um, I guess remember that is the AR lens, which um, always looks a, a bit creepy. So, uh, it's so big. Whenever I see that, I think the, the innovation is really great. But um, the idea of having such a big lens on my eye so that always gave me the creep just the the the, the idea and the feeling of having something like that under my eyelid well, it looks a little bit like a like an it. android from a, a science fiction movie you you see the android by looking into his eyes and see these robot eyes yeah it's not just actually looking at it it's just the idea of having the feeling of something it's a contact lens but it's really it's thin, but for a contact lens, it's thick, right? right. Having that underneath your eyelid, so that is a strange um, imagination. However, so they have um, developed on that <clears throat> like uh, a decade or so, and um, that was mainly for the medical sector, So, which is a use case I totally see and still would see, actually. Uh, but they also had the perspective of everyday use, which I was always a little bit in doubt with, to be honest. Um, at that early stage. So they wanted to to be um, market ready, I think around 2025 or so. So that will not happen now because they have not found any further investors. And uh, therefore now they have changed their strategy. And this is what the article is about. Cause, because instead of the lens itself, Mojo's, Mojo actually just wants to focus now on 
commercializing the uh, micro LED technology, which is in the lens. And um, you might remember <clears throat> they have uh, developed a display, um, a micro display, especially for that lens. And that is really, really small, like a grain of sand, actually, but still has like, I think, 14,000 uh, pixels in it. So that was quite um, a deal, actually, regarding innovations and, and uh, the, the piece of technology. And this is what they say now. They say that the whole thing with the micro LEDs will have a big future in the near, um, in the near future, actually, in short term. And um, that is a little bit different <clears throat> to what they see with the, with the lenses. So this is why they have slowed down the work on the lenses and want to go up now with the micro LEDs. Um, if you read the article, you'll see that this is only half the truth. As say, they have lost their investors <clears throat> due to various reasons they name here. For instance, they say um, it's, of course, the difficult economical environment, understandable, uh, tense capital markets at the moment. And um, this is also something I see. They say there's unproven market potential for advanced AR products. So all of that is true and, and uh, you can follow that. But of course, the whole thing has some structural consequences for Mojo. So they have to lay off 75% of their employees. That's, well, um, a statement. Um, so let's see what we can expect from, from Mojo in the future. And uh, if the AR lens as such will have a future anyway. So I would love that because I love the innovation as said. But at the moment, um, well, it, it does not look so good from my point of view. Yeah, if I understand this correctly, this means that the work on the contact lens itself is stopped, right? So they, they still work on yeah. these uh, LED, micro LEDs, but we can't expect the, the contact lens to hit market somewhere soon, right? Did, did I understand this correctly? This is what I understand yeah. so too. Okay, yeah. okay. They, they, they said they slowed down the development and everything but in the end they stopped it yeah and it from my point of view if you read that it's not sure if it ever will become back will be coming back coming back that's super sad because i think as you said we, we are talking about these contact lenses for quite some time and and it was so amazing high-tech uh, science fiction uh to have these contact lenses and to be honest i always thought about I, I do not believe that this is actually true and this is going to happen. And uh, seeing these prototypes, it's amazing. But yeah, I, I, I was always thinking about, okay, I, I will not believe in it until I actually see this in someone's eye. <laughs> and so now we still have to wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like with many of the uh, technologies and innovations we talk about here in, in Tech Review, right? So they have like a very cool status and they are in a like science fiction like state yeah. just as you describe it and uh, everybody of us is clear that there will be a future for all of these technologies but at the moment it just seems to be a little bit too early actually like it's the same with the metaverse prints yeah so it will be coming that's uh, no doubt in that but then we have like the announcement of meta and the development now and we see yeah probably a bit too early yeah yeah but don't scare me with uh, like a delay of future VR headsets or something like that. I don't want to. No, I won't, no, don't want to hear way. that. <laughs> yeah, we're on the way. It just it just takes time, right? Right. It's, it's always like difficult to have like a big expectation, and then when you hit the market, then you do not really yeah uh, meet these expectations. And if the gap is too big, then we have well yeah <laughs> disappointment. Yeah, sad. But let's put this onto our list. Uh, goodbye, Mojo, for now, and see. Let's see when when we will talk about this again. And now, this. 
But we have more news today. Uh, what about Google? We have something new from Google and it's about, there we are. Google users not given sufficient choice over its data processing, says German antitrust watchdog. And yeah, <laughs> the federal cartel office in Germany has issued a preliminary statement of objections over Google's data processing terms. Yeah, we, we know that uh, this is like an ongoing issue for quite a long time between companies like Facebook and Google and the German uh, government regarding collection of data. Um, the regulators st are stating that it is planning to require the tech giant to provide users with more choice over what it does with their information. The FCO, the, the Federal uh, um, Commission, has been investigating Google's term and conditions for processing user data since May 2021. And the regulator is specifically concerned about how Google collects and connects user data across multiple platforms. Uh, and, and they are saying um, that the users don't have sufficient choice over their profiling and ad targeting. Yeah? And this lack of choice for consumers can negatively affect competition, which is why this has landed on the radar of the antitrust regulator. And the FCO has concluded that based on the current terms, users are not given sufficient choice as to what, whether they, uh, they, um, are, they agree to um, these far-reaching processing of their data across services. And so Google will now have uh, the opportunity to comment on the FCO's objections. But the final decision about this is expected later next year. And for everyone who is not from Europe and might be a little bit confused about what we are talking about here, the GDPR or the General Data Protection Regulation is a set of rules that aim to protect the privacy of people in the European Union by giving, by giving them more control over their personal information. And this means uh, that that uh, one of these reasons why GDPR is uh, valuable is that it gives people the right to know what information companies have about you and the right to ask for that information to be corrected or deleted and the right to tell companies not to use this information for certain purposes. And this means that people have more control over their personal information and can make sure that it's not used without their consent. But on the other hand, uh, this uh, also helps to increase the transparency and trust that people have in companies that handle their data. But on the other hand, GDPR can be very problematic because it's a very strict set of rules and can be very difficult for, uh, make it difficult for companies to comply with this. And so another big issue for this is that the interpretation and enforcement of GDPR between various countries of the European Union is very different. And so it is very hard for companies to uh, operate in the EU where every country is using this GDPR differently than the other one. And so uh, companies like Facebook and Google have a very hard time complying with all of this. And I personally am always waiting for the day where a company like Facebook or Google just says, yeah, okay, we, we just leave Germany and we just close our doors to Germany because it makes more work keeping our business here alive than to comply with all these reg re regulations. And uh, on the one hand, of course, it's, it's for me as a customer uh, to be protected by these uh, GDPR laws. But at the same time, reading all of these news about the FCA and uh, the the um, all the regulations and the companies that are fighting legally against this, it's like a never-ending story. Another one yeah, from Germany. <laughs> another one, yeah, and also a little bit tiring to be honest. Yeah. So to hear that again and again, and and also the question for me is, what would be the consequence? So, 
Will they kick out Google then or what? I guess um, uh, penalties, like uh, they, they have to pay a lot of money, right? It's like millions of dollars of uh, penalties that they get. And that's why, why I'm thinking at, at a certain point of time, they will just say it's too expensive and it's too too much effort keeping our business uh, alive in Germany. Because the German market is not that big. It's just like a handful of people compared to the rest of the world. And so it's a very, very expensive market to be a company, data-based yeah. company. Expensive. And the question is if it is that attractive yeah. uh, in the long run, right? Yeah. I mean, so that is, is that the next digital gap we are running into, right? So we have like digital holes and, and uh, lacks anywhere slept over digitization for the last 20 years and still working on, on building down the current uh, digitization here with measures like these. So I don't know. Yeah, we see uh, these giant Chinese companies, for example, and we are always wondering why are they not coming to Europe? Uh, where we say, okay, they are bigger than Amazon, bigger than Google. Yeah, but I, I totally see why they do not come to Europe because it's so bothersome and the Chinese market itself is so much bigger than the, the, the whole of Europe. But yeah. yeah. But then again, I mean, um, I, I agree with you, but then again, the Chinese market, uh, just like Google, has a lot of other markets that are just useless compared to Germany. I mean, Germany has, is such a rich country uh so much i know we talk a lot about how we are not but <laughs> let's compare ourselves to the rest of the world we are extremely digitalized it is so it, it has become the standard to make money via digital businesses and in a lot of fields obviously looking at the industry and so i would argue that this step i i do agree i'm that you could wait for it, but I think you will have to wait a long time. Um, I see it on the other hand, I see when I look, I don't know, Chinese companies that are not coming to Europe, I agree with you, um, but I think the problem with them, it's the same way Taco Bell is not in Germany. Um, it's because their business relies on, on doing business a way that we don't do it in Europe generally. I think a lot of those companies just would not have a business case in Germany. and. I, in the next episode, I will bring an article that actually deals with that quite a lot. Um, so stay tuned for that. For next week. Um, one, yeah, next week, exactly. <laughs> one other more or less stupid question I had is, Tarek, in the interview said, this is also hurting competitors. How? I can see why the Kartellamt or the DSGVO, right, uh, GDPR, what is it called, uh, that they are, um, that this is hurting the user, hurting relative term, legally hurting if it's actually hurting a different discussion but um but i don't see how this is affecting ah, okay uh, the market yeah right right no I, I think it's um like this what the bundeskartell and the fco is actually doing uh, keeping the competition alive and because uh, google has this monopoly on all this data that we are pumping into this through all the, the Google services like Google Search and YouTube and advertising and everything, they have the monopoly on all of the data. And by connecting all of their services and sharing this set of data everywhere, they have this, this giant advantage against anybody else. And I think the, the Bundeskartellamt is exactly fighting this supremacy on the data market and does not allow Google to uh, automatically, without consent, using use this power against any other competitor Th this is how i um, understand this uh, google is maybe a good example for that i mean looking at google's business model of uh, connecting all 
businesses, right? I yeah. mean, this case would be much smaller at, say, Microsoft. Uh, yes, they also have a big one Microsoft account, but this doesn't hurt LinkedIn when Microsoft 365 fucks something up. Right. But uh, I, I can see the point. Yeah, and especially in Germany, I think there's barely a market worldwide where Google at least for the search engine, is that dominant. In Germany, there is only one search engine. Nobody uses anything else. And other other countries, I think they have like other search engines, like Bing. <laughs> But I don't think anybody is using this in Germany. All right. And now, this. Let's continue with Henrike and Spotify. Okay, that one. Yeah, that's, I guess, rather just a info. <laughs> But um, I still found it worth mentioning here. Um, everyone who uses Spotify knows about Spotify Wrapped at the end of the year. It's already something people look forward to, either publicly or secretly, <laughs> um, to you know, like have a look into what have I listened to over the year and does that really represent my taste in music? And um, people like to share uh, their taste in music, um, also either ironically or seriously. <laughs> So yeah, now Spotify at the beginning of this year announced uh, another feature, which is playlist in a bottle. So only in January, you can create a playlist, um, which will then be sealed and opened again in January next year. And of course, you can share that you take part in playlist in a bottle with your community. And then in a year from now, you can share your playlist um, with them again. I personally do not know if people already do so because I'm on social media right now, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> Um, and also due to the fact I can't share mine as well, because I just did it before we had this episode here, putting my playlist together. I mean, I, I see what Spotify is doing there. They try to, you know, obviously keep people in their app, making sure like, okay, now I cannot leave Spotify because I want to, you know, have my playlist in a bottle in a year from now. I mean, maybe, because for me... I did it and you have to answer some questions like um, a song that reminds you of your favorite person ah, okay. or a song you need to hear live in 2023, a song that sounds like it's from 3000, the year 3023, I can't even <laughs> say that, and all of this stuff, whether you just answer three questions or more. And uh, I mean, honestly, I went through the questions and all the songs I picked, and I think this is in the end really all of it it's not that spotify adds music that is related to what i picked all of the songs are songs that i'm listening to for years it's nothing that it's like oh this is like a very brand new song from 2022 or now january 2023 so i already know that in a year from now i won't be surprised by what i put in there because these are like evergreens to me yeah, and yeah, right. songs that i immediately think about so I don't think this is a feature that will have such an impact and create such a buzz on social media as well, like Spotify Wrapped. Because, um, I mean, it, it, maybe it's different for other people, but Spotify Wrapped at least is still has this surprise to it. What was really the song I listened to the most? Is my genre really represented? Or if people share their accounts with family members or you have children and all of a sudden start to listen to children's songs like your algorithm completely got destroyed and so <laughs> spotify rap really can be interesting in the end but this playlist in a bottle um yeah if 
if it's really like just the songs I picked now, those, I think, six questions I answered, then I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, I picked that one. <laughs> I love that song for ages, you know? Yeah. Vincent, you, you, you look like... I, um... You want to say something? Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm just. Con I, I, so when I f saw this first thing, is uh, I was confused. Uh, I was confused that they're launching it for January 2024 because uh, this is just a few days after we get our wrap. So why didn't they launch yeah. it for the summer? First of all, no. second, Enrique, I feel the same. I, I clicked it away unfortunately, and then I forgot about it. But uh, when now bringing it back to my mind, uh, I would also put songs in that I always listen to that's just the type of person i am but then i think i when we see the reactions on social media i would probably think that we i would probably think that a lot of people will put songs and they will be surprised by and therefore because you put in a lot of the summer hits with tiktok you have more frequency a higher frequency in songs you listen to and then not anymore Right, it's interesting because when I, when you know, in the end of the year, I don't know if Henrike, if, if you know it since you're not on social media, but everybody else knows that we have those uh, reviews of this has been my year, and then they put songs underneath and create a reel and uh, in pictures or whatever. And a lot of people picked songs that are trending on TikTok right now. And I thought, well, that's so interesting. In a year from now, they're going to listen to that and be like, oh, yeah, that was a trend like a year ago, right? But um, this is exactly if they would have also asked me like what's a current song like like specifically because the questions they asked was like oh yeah this is a song that um reminds me of blah 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 then of course i have one that is so close to you know my heart to my taste in, in music that it's not i don't know wildberry lily which is also already an old one by now but you know what i mean it's um It's not really know. representing January now to me. It's you yeah. know what you're all of you. You are just too old for that, <laughs> and that That's, is that might be very true. Yeah, that yeah. is true because uh, yeah. that was my first impulse actually to to uh, comment on that. And actually, it was meant as a joke, but if you think about it, it's absolutely true. Because um, as you say, Enrique, so in, in your age, whatever that might be, not too old. <laughs> Not uh, revealing it. Apparently very young <laughs> still, but uh, nonetheless, you are a little bit older than Gen Z, yeah. probably. And that means you have like a history you can look uh, onto. And um, for various occasions, you have like also various songs you can, um, you are connected with and everything. So you have like more or less a favorite list, favorite playlist for favorite moments. Let's put it like that. But if you're really young, like 14 to 18 or something like that, Gen Z area, so um, then ev many things happen to you for the first time, right? So then it, it really can be that a song is connected with a special situation in a, in a specific year and that happened the first time and that you will remember next time with it. So the spectrum you can look mm. upon is not that big with younger people than with older people like us. So. And especially if you say, uh, Vincent, that many of those um, songs were TikTok songs, that also would put an emphasis exactly on that, would be another indicator for that. So I think yeah. it's we are probably not the uh, target group for this feature. So this is probably more 
for the younger people. But if they are good, I think this is. Yeah, so sorry, I just want to say, if they are good, they will bring back the old bottles from 10 years ago, right? And then they would say something like, "Yeah, look at this bottle that you closed 10 years ago, and this might be interesting." Absolutely. So that was yeah. also my first first uh, mm -hmm. idea when you actually mentioned that that it's just one year ahead. But then Henrique already gave the answer. So if you want to actually keep your customers for another year then that's okay to have a, a, a playlist in the bottle for 2024 if you want to make it like 2034 then it might be a little bit difficult to sell yeah although it would but make that would be really sense. interesting because i think also then over the years there probably is a change uh, still in my taste or the, the songs i pick but um, a year from now i don't think i will be surprised yeah but marketing wise this is a little bit difficult to sell probably Yeah. Right. Okay. And now this. Let's continue. Oh, oh, I did not reload. Okay, because there should be something from Vincent, right? Yes, it's actually. I mean, we're close to overtime here, um, so I brought something very smooth, very uh, relaxed, just as I, I. It looks like I anticipated uh, how how this goes. Um, I just wanted to bring because it was so funny because usually I. I mean, you don't think of this, um, but Apple has this really small little fun fact about iPhone, and I just gonna thought I'm gonna bring it here. So um, two days ago, uh, the iPhone had its birthday, 16 years of iPhone, um, and it's interesting because Apple um, doesn't celebrate specific times they celebrated i think they celebrated iphone last year with 15 years of iphone uh, i know that they kind of did something around a macintosh i think i they celebrated ipod but whatever this, all of that doesn't matter the only thing that matters is that when you look at iphone when you have a look on one of apple's keynotes about iphone or any other device the time and the date is always set to a specific date time and it's always the time iphone got released and i just thought of this two days ago uh, because it's always you no know, january 9th at uh 9th yeah at nine something uh i think it's 9 47 or something interesting i didn't know that I, yeah and it's a little anecdote i um heard like years ago i forgot about it and then two days ago it struck me when I saw the date and I, and I didn't think of iPhone at all. I saw the date and I was like, right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring that as a little anecdote and that's it. <laughs> oh, you're really a super fan then if you look on the calendar and you remember that this is, this date has such a special meaning. <laughs> right. Let's celebrate the iPhone's birthday with a cake and everything. <laughs> Okay, now we're talking. <laughs> very nice. Okay, yeah, but this was like a very, very nice finishing note. Then thank you very much for everything that you brought into Tech Review 40, 45. <laughs> we are today. And see you and hear you next week. Bye. Bye. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode and for that we here at Tech Review want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope this new episode was valuable for you and if it was, please give us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening to us right now. Share this episode with others who could also like it. Do you have a topic that you'd like to see covered in future episodes? Don't hesitate to tell us in the comments or on social media. We hope you'll be back for the next episode.